this is Angela Hauser with your Disclosure News Online nightly news cap, designed for those who want an audio roundup and recap of the highlighted stories of the past 24 hours. I had to go and complain last night that there hadn't been a lot going on, and so a lot happened. News started flooding in today, and we were kind of overwhelmed. So here's your news cap for the evening of Tuesday, January 27th, 2015. Things started heating up early this afternoon when we learned that a West Salem man was accused of apparently either running from or maybe even trying to run down an Edwards County deputy, as well as allegedly attempting to intimidate him verbally over the weekend. Greg Lee, 57, one of Edwards' many meth felons from a conviction dating back to 2010, was evidently in a bad mood this past Sunday, January 25th, when he encountered Edwards' deputy Gary Ivey. He's one of the best deputies, really, in our coverage area. He's a good guy. Gary was effecting a traffic stop on Lee and found him to be allegedly driving under the influence. This at 7.37 Sunday morning when good folk are trying to get ready for church. Lee allegedly wasn't too keen on this idea of a DUI arrest, however, and he took it out on Ivy. According to charges filed in Edwards today, Lee is accused of felony aggravated intimidation, wherein he's said to have threatened Ivy with physical harm. We don't know what exactly he said, but we've followed this guy for several years now, and it probably wasn't very pretty. Along with that, he was charged with a misdemeanor count of reckless conduct, wherein it's alleged that he drove his 1992 Ford truck off the roadway and recklessly entered the roadway behind one vehicle and in front of another vehicle, this on County Road 1850 North in Edwards. We don't know what the vehicles were or whether the alleged threat occurred first and was followed by the alleged reckless conduct or vice versa. This remains unspecified by authorities. Whatever the case, Lee was taken into custody and lodged in the White County Jail where he's being held currently on a $30,000 bail. That's $3,000 cash bond. His first court hearing was today. Subsequent hearings have yet to be set. Then we learned that another arrest has been made in burglaries in Crawford County up north possibly related to those that resulted in the arrest of a Robinson man last week. This week, the arrestee in multiple burglaries is 19-year-old Danielle Lamb, also of Robinson. She was arrested yesterday, January 26th, on a warrant for seven counts of burglary. A former accomplice in her alleged antics is Wesley Heckler, who was arrested last week and charged with five counts of burglary in Crawford. The two had been busted last year together on trespassing charges, as well as on a City of Robinson Ordinance of Possession of a Synthetic Substance, which probably should have been charged as a misdemeanor, but we don't know what the substance was. It could have been some of that stuff that isn't quite criminal, but City Fathers have a problem with it, like melatonin in brownies for crying out loud. Anyway. Lamb is being held at the Crawford County Detention Center on a $75,000 bail, $7,500 cash bond. No court date has been set in her multiple charges as of today. Heckler has been set for a preliminary hearing on his five counts of burglary, which is scheduled for February 18th. A Williamson County man is headed to prison for his escape from the White County Jail during corn days. Robert M. Meade, 32, of Johnston City, busted out of that jail in Carmi in the early morning hours of Saturday, October 11, 2014, along with one Donald Courier V, hopefully the last. They made their escape through the ceiling and subsequently to the outside of the building, causing considerable damage to the facility. They were on the run for a number of hours, ultimately found in Saline County in a rural area later that afternoon, having been allegedly aided by a couple of locals in white 
to get as far away as possible, but just not far enough. Their escape caused quite a bit of consternation in Carmi that day, as the annual Corn Days Fest was going on and people were understandably nervous, as no one knew the whereabouts of the two, and for all anyone could tell, they might have been right there in the midst of the fest activities. Both Courier and Meade were charged with a Class II felony escape count as well as criminal damage to government-supported property. Courier was sentenced a couple of weeks ago. For his part in the crime, Meade was sentenced to the maximum on the escape, seven years in DOC. To be followed by two years of mandatory supervised release, MSR or parole, and costs associated with it. The criminal damage to government-supported property count was dismissed as part of the plea to the escape. The initial charge that brought Meade to the White County Jail in the first place, participation in methamphetamine manufacturing, a Class One felony, was also managed today. On that, Meade received four years probation consecutive to the DOC sentence, six months jail time, and costs, fees, and assessments. Dismissed as part of that plea were attendant charges in the initial arrest, possession of meth, possession of cannabis, and driving while license suspended. Sheriff Doug Meyer and the White County Sheriff's Department, with assistance from surrounding law enforcement agencies, handled the escape case. Sheriff Meyer and the White County Sheriff's Department handled the methamphetamine case with the assistance of the Illinois State Police Meth Response Team. White County Prosecutor Denton Odd was quoted as saying, Mr. Meade has been sentenced to the maximum sentence on the case related to his escape from the White County Jail with us maintaining the ability to keep our thumb on him following his release from prison for an extended period of time to deal with any methamphetamine issue and avoid any further lengthy stay in the Illinois Department of Corrections. Sheriff Doug Meyer and his department, as well as the Illinois State Police and various local and surrounding law enforcement agencies, did exemplary work in investigating these cases, end quote from Denton. Also out of White County. Failure to register as a sex offender proved to be costly and has resulted in a Department of Corrections stint for a North City man. Sentencing occurred yesterday, Monday, January 26th, as part of the punishment for one Jerry W. Grathler, 38, of that White County town. Authorities allege that Grathler failed to register as a sex offender on a conviction dating back to 2004 out of Saline County. This when he moved to White County. The charge of failure to register as a sex offender is a Class Three felony. On this sentencing, Grathler, who had already served a prison term on the original count, now must serve two years in Illinois Department of Corrections, one year parole upon release, and must pay $750 fine plus court costs. White County Prosecutor Denton Odd advised that the investigation into Grathler's failure to register was handled by Illinois State Police. Assistant State's Attorney Chris Neal represented the state at the sentencing hearing. And up from up in the Heartland area, Naeem Mahmoud Kohli, 60, of Effingham, was convicted of seven counts of illegal dispensation of a Schedule II controlled substance following a 17-day jury trial held in federal district court. The United States Attorney for the Southern District of Illinois, Stephen R. Wigginton, announced today. Coley faces up to 20 years for each of the seven counts of illegal dispensation of a Schedule II controlled substance. Sentencing is scheduled for May 20th, 2015. Evidence showed that from May 2009 through May 2013, Coley wrote prescriptions out of Coley Neurology and Sleep Center in Effingham, Illinois, for Schedule II controlled substances including oxycodone and hydromorphone, outside the usual course of medical practice and not for a legitimate medical purpose. The successful prosecution 
is the result of an investigation conducted by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Office of Inspector General, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Internal Revenue Service, Criminal Investigation, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Illinois State Police, Medicaid Fraud Control Bureau. The prosecution was being handled by Assistant United States Attorney, Attorneys, excuse me, Michael J. Quinley and Randley R. Killian. And that's it. I'm out of here for another night. We've got a scorching issue on the stands right now, and if you don't get out and get it, you're missing out. Or you might be one of our e-edition readers, and you've already taken advantage, taken advantage of the wonderful features we have at this site, including day passes for $2.99 or a whole month's worth of access for $5.99. Sign up if you are curious to see what we do and how we do it. You won't be disappointed. Or get your butt out to pick up a copy of the January-February issue also. Not a disappointment. This has been Angela Hauser with your January 27th Disclosure News Online Nightly Newscap.